Three Dads and One Podcast. Good morning, Daddy Rob. How are you? Good morning, Daddy Tom. Can you... I can hear you loud and clear as you drive to work safely using a hands-free kit, obviously. This isn't going very well. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, it... hang on. This is... I can hear it... you. There we go. Right. I'm, I'm in a courtesy van and um, the Bluetooth is not very good. Oh, dear. So, yes. Thankfully, you are listening to us live at the moment here on Stereo. And, uh, of course, Danny, Daddy Rob there is uh, driving perfectly safely using a hands-free kit, I'd hope. It is Bluetooth, Just yes. Just with crap Bluetooth. Excellent yeah. stuff. Well, good morning. Um, good morning. We, we had a little chat last night, didn't we? And we thought it would be quite funny if any of us ever have a dad story, uh, whether it's a story about us or a story about our own dads, to, uh, to rekindle it to each other. So, uh, yeah, yeah I've got one for you. And, go on, uh, go on. It's, it's, it's actually going to open up a nice little question for you here. How okay. trusting will you be of your son later in life? So, let's say he gets to the age of... How old was I when this happened? Probably about 29 or 30. Uh, right, I'm quite older than I thought you say. Yeah, and he takes up the role of being an ambulance person, just like I did. Right, and um, you have a medical issue now. Do you trust his treatment? Do I? Would I trust Theo's treatment? Yeah, I would you trust I mean, him if he, I think, if he? But I think it wouldn't matter whether he was my son or not if he's been trained in it. <laughs> okay, I mean, so, I'm a little you. bit like my dad doesn't trust me with some of the techie things I say to him. <laughs> like, are you sure you know what you're doing? That kind of thing. It, you, you know, I think I'll ask someone about the computers. Like, okay, right, fine. <laughs> you know. Oh, yes. I, I, I know that feeling all too well. Now, thankfully, my dad's completely um, afraid of technology, except for the TV, okay. which we, we've finally got him a lovely, large, widescreen, beautiful, smart TV, and he, he's loving that now. But he's never going to listen to this, which is a brilliant thing, because it's actually more embarrassing for him than it is for me. All right. So, as I ju- so just as I alluded to, I started doing ambulance work before I went back into IT, and I did it for about 11 years, and um, that meant I dealt with all sorts of things, emergencies, non-emergencies, blah de blah blah Well, one evening, I get a shout from mum downstairs saying, uh, can you come and have a look at your dad? He's injured himself. And I should have guessed that um, he was having... Mum had a little bit of a laugh in her voice. And I thought, well, hang on a moment. Um, and I got downstairs. And, of course, the first thing dad said is, bugger off. You're not... No, I, I'm, I'm not injured. I don't need anyone to have a look. Uh, and thankfully, I didn't, by the way. But it was hysterical kind of him. So in the summer... Dad likes doing a lot in the garden, and he wears overalls. So he wears those kind of those classic kind of house painter overalls you see on kind of American films. So they're kind of all in one, white, and you kind of pull them over, and they button over your shoulders. Now the thing about okay. my dad is, though, he does quite like being commando. So he sleeps nude. He basically wears those, especially in the summer, and he's nude. Um, and at this point. 
have you got any idea what the injury might have been that he sustained? Uh, I want to cross my legs. I'm. Go- it's going to be obviously in the his nether regions. <laughs> and it's going to be so, so he's either had a, an incident with a bramble bush, or he's been clamped on by a Venus flytrap. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. You're, you're close with the word clamped. You're close with the oh, word clamped. Nice. So uh, if you ever went into our garage at my, my, my parents' house, he's got a workbench. And in that workbench, there is a drawer. And he yeah. went over that drawer and then over the desk to get something that was mounted on the wall. He managed to drop his testicles, as we'll, we'll call them, into the drawer. And then with his body weight, push the drawer closed. Oh, you're stuck in a situation there where you can't, your centre of gravity is now off, so you can't get yourself out of that. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of those interesting kind of dad ones. It's like, so mum, you've called me down to have a look at my dad's testicles. I'm not quite sure I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this. Uh, oh, yeah, man. so it's just one of those kind of moments. Thankfully, dad said, you're not bloody touching me. And uh, went and sat with a, an ice pack on his uh, crotch for a while. But yeah, it's just one of those funny stories. It's just like, interestingly, when Casey gets older, if she ever got into kind of healthcare, um, yeah. I'll be intrigued to see how much I trust her. Because again, there's lots of times so I'll say to Dad, you take a giant chunk out of yourself. Why are you not going to hospital? And he'll say, I don't need to go to hospital. Well, you quite obviously need stitches. So they don't trust me. Even though I know what I'm talking about, they'd rather suffer and not yeah. bother going to see a doctor. I, um, when I was younger, once I fell off a bike, as all kids do, massively cut open my knee. I remember it so vividly how much, how much blood there was. Like, I could swore I could see, like, my kneecap or something in it. And it was years and years and years and years. Like, I must have been, like, 12. I, I'm talking about when I was in my 30s, mum, we are on holiday, mum looked at a scar on my knee. And she goes, oh, that's when you fell off your bike, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, just really should have taken you to hospital for that one. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I was goodness, like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, I got this massive scar on my knee, yeah. That's when I cut it open. Kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, if I think if uh, Theo, I think I, I'd like to think I would trust him. Whether I would trust him with my balls which is quite specific to this instance. Um, yeah. No, I think it depends how how he feels I've treated his balls and the times that he's the time that he's grown up. <laughs> and what the yeah, relationship? Sure. I mean, you know, it's all know. those things. I mean, I, I don't have a boy. I've got Casey, obviously, and we don't know the gender of the new baby yet. But um, if that's yeah. a boy, we've got to go through that whole point. That at some point they'll either want a pogo stick or they'll manage to um, mash their testicles when they slip on a scooter <laughs> and end up going straight between the legs. You know, and that's kind of the thing we've got to look forward to if we've got a boy in the family. So uh, when, I guess it is. Again, when, you're right. It's a matter of how you dealt with that situation then. Yeah. Yeah. When is your little one due? Uh, September. September the 8th, apparently. Oh, oh, day after Theo's birthday. So, the thing is, no I was thinking way. about this this morning. <laughs> if, because Theo's birthday is the 7th of September. So, if your baby, right, is early and is born in the kind of like mid-August, they'll be in the same school year as Theo. And Theo is currently six months old. Because Theo is That's right crazy. at the start of the for the next year. 
So he'll be like the oldest in his year by, you know, only starting by, because it's like the 1st of September is the start, I think, of the catchment for you, I yes. think, if I remember right. So um, he's right at the top. So if yours is early, they could potentially be in the same school year, which is nuts considering how much older. Theo would nearly be an entire year older, but in the same year. That's really which, weird, especially when you consider yeah. that's possibly going to happen because um, little Lou, my little girl, she was three or four weeks early, I think. Jem basically had gone on maternity leave that day and then went into labour. Yeah, Miranda's maternity leave started the day that Fear was born because she wasn't actually on maternity leave yet. <laughs> so obviously then he arrived and like, oh, well, there's a cyclist just flying in front of me here. Yeah, so a little story for why I'm in a courtesy van, if, you, if you're interested. So the van, obviously, it broke yeah, the steering when I was going down the A41 the other day. There's a massive kind of like squeaking noise. It's like, okay, that's a weird noise. Kind of loads of lights appeared on the dashboard. It's like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I just need to change lane. Tried to change lane. Couldn't, couldn't move the van into a different lane. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Managed to get into Uh-oh. the services. And it was just like this kind of... Um, oh, there goes my navigation phone. Um, <laughs> I don't know much about cars, so it's the the kind of um, power steering like band. I just completely just gone. <laughs> it was hanging underneath the band. So nice. I managed to get the other. Oh, you can drive it, but you know, obviously you'll have no power steering, and it's a transporter. So I drove my transporter down from the A41 services, if you know where they are, down to where yeah. I live in Hemel about 10 minutes and left it there all weekend and I was like okay well I've got to drive it into Hampstead where my boss wants me to get it serviced like fixed and it broke down again <laughs> on the way up the motorway so I'm like broke down squared because the battery died because that same band um, it goes onto oh, what's it called the part of the, the van which charges the battery the alternator yeah it, was, it goes around the alternator as well so the, the battery wasn't yeah. getting charged so like the ABS light come on and <laughs> all the other kind of, oh and then God, I pulled so through and then yeah, to turn the engine off. I was like, okay, I better call the RC. And I was like, oh, I'll just try and start the engine again. And it would stop. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. Yeah. So it broke oh, down squared. I, I had an ambulance that power steering when, when um, we were on a blue light run. Um, oh, no. Just driving along and we just heard it go ping. And it's like, I've got to develop the muscles of kind of the world's strongest man here to finish this journey. We're only about five minutes out from A&D. But it's like, yeah, you were trying to drive and go around corners. And it's like, please don't turning. Yeah, and to think that people drove that normally, you know. Yeah, well, my Micra, my first car, which was a 1998 Reg, didn't have power steering. Was it as heavy but as these, was... or did they have about anything? No, no, no. Massively, massively lighter because it was a tiny car. But yeah, no, truck um, vans are hard work as power steering goes. And I think people yeah. have got into... I mean, I used to drive some fairly ancient ambulances as well when, when doing yeah. it. And um, their power steering, it was still hard work to drive them because even though they had power steering, it was still quite heavy. Modern vans now... Um, like the motto by the modern Renaults and the modern Fords, they are so easy. You can do it with your little finger turning in those. Yeah. 
It's all so yeah. light. It's uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm a fan because it's just like I, I like having a bit of feedback when I'm driving. Yeah, this Vauxhall um, thing is kind of like a caddy, the Vauxhall's version of whatever the caddy is. And um, the steering on this is super light, but the van itself is dreadful. Like, it's the hardest ride ever. They've got these weird kind of like arches that go up the windows next to you, and it confuses you thinking that there's someone in your blind spot constantly because of where this arch is on the window. So you're always just in the corner of your eye, you see a black thing picking a car as it's taking you. Oh. And there's the side doors. I cut my finger on the side door this morning. They, like The way they open, where exactly where you put your hand is where the pinch point is on the handle. So, like, I think I've opened the, oh. the side door times and I've caught my hand three times on it, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, not a good van. So there you go. Uh, Rob's recommendation is don't buy a Vauxhall van. Don't buy a Vauxhall? Oh, dear. Well, there goes another sportsmanship opportunity. Well, get get a VW instead. There you go. <laughs> Always driven Volkswagen. No one can afford those. Yeah, well, like so, Sprinter. On, they they sprint talk... Well, that's that's a lot of the ambulances we used to do. Oh, uh, were they? Uh, yeah, a lot of them were Sprinters because they're just so living good vehicles. But yeah, a lot of them are VWs as well. It's funny. You look at the majority of ambulances their VWs or their Sprinters. Now, there were there was a period where everyone used to use a Ford Transit, and the really weird thing on the Transits were, during that period, most of them didn't have sick gear. So you used to get up to speed, and it felt like, and it sounded like you needed sick gear, but you just didn't have one to go to. <laughs> yeah, my transport's was like a, that, yeah. Looking for that extra gear. It's painful when you're driving along and it's just going, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not fun. Uh, oh, and the joy of my work, I have a certain failure, so I'm going to let you get back to driving now, uh, Rob, but at least now you know the story about my dad's nutsack. <laughs> yeah, lovely. I, I was looking forward to it all night, wondering what the story oh. would be. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it more about whether or not you'll trust Theo in the future to do healthcare for you. If that was the case, and it's like it's funny. I've done it for long enough. I can, I've saved lives for fuck's sake, but yeah. my dad won't ever trust anything medical. If I say you've probably got pneumonia, go to the doctor. No, no, it's fine, and he'll go to bed in three days. Yeah. Just okay. Don't listen to me. Yeah. Well, you're still his little boy who he had to change the nappies on. Oh come on! My dad never changed nappies. That mum. <laughs> yeah, my dad. My dad takes pride in the fact that he had two children and never changed one single nappy in his life. <laughs> yeah, I think my dad does too. Bear in mind, um, when my mum had a cesarean, just this is a tiny story. My mum had a cesarean with my first brother. Yeah. And while in bed, dad had to fend for himself and also fend for her. He bought her breakfast of cornflakes in a mug. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now, I can kind of see where he was going with that. It's got a little thing to hold. You know, you've got the uh, the finger hole on it so you can hold the mug while you're eating it. But um, kind of the whole idea of a bowl is it just sits on your lap. <laughs> I mean, did he not think, like, how do I have my cereal in the morning? Where does, where does, uh, where does Mother do find, find those weird contraptions which uh, contain... That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't do cereal is how do I have my bacon sandwich well it's on a plate and can't put cornflakes on a plate they must go in a mug 
Well, yeah, I have my coffee in a mug, so it must be a mug. How else would I contain liquid? Precisely. Precisely. But there you go. Okay, dude, well, drive safe, please. And everyone else, come and listen to the podcast over at Three Dads, One Podcast. Cheers, mate. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, <laughs> my